From locking in new clients with proposals and contracts to automated invoicing and making sure you get paid, Harlow has you covered. Harlow is built by freelancers for freelancers, so they truly understand how you work and what you need to run a thriving freelance business. With Harlow, you can send professionally designed proposals with integrated e-signatures to get your projects kicked off with ease, easily invoice clients and accept payments with the click of a button, get a single view of all your clients and all related documents, meetings, and tasks, stay on top of your projects and to-dos, and track your time all in one place. Gone are the days of managing your business in spreadsheets, forgetting to invoice, and generally feeling scattered. Harlow is here to help solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. Get started today at meetharlow.com. Big thank you to them for sponsoring this season of the Creative Class Podcast. Thanks, Harlow. Hi, hello. We're back. Today, I'm dressed as Ethan Hawke, so that's (laughs) something for your viewing pleasure. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about upskilling. So one of the things that we hear pretty often is that when you are a freelancer, it's so easy to spend all of your hours, all of your working hours, just working on client work. And so there's no time to kind of grow your skill set or increase your education around what you're doing, which is important because that's how you get better. And that's how you're able to charge more over time because you want to build on that foundation of knowledge that you already have. So how do you do it? How do you make time for it? What are the options? What's worked for us? I want to start with a question for you. So tell us about how long you've been freelancing so far and what are some of the things that you do on a regular basis to kind of upskill yourself? Oh, okay. So I just want to start. I'm dressed as Michael Keenan. I didn't, I didn't have a great theme on hand today, but I love your Ethan Hawke look. And, you know, so I've been at it for about eight years now. And so the, I've always been a fan of learning. Uh, I think learning is important. You know, I have a curiosity mostly for, for life, for business, for people, um, so I constantly like I love to learn whether it's someone's stories or a new skill, X, Y, and Z. Um, what I do regularly is periodically, like maybe once a year, I sign up for a big like course or uh, for example, last year I had a CXL membership and I oh, took nice. some CXL courses in there and I do things related to like my my craft. But I also like to like mm-hmm. expand out a little bit. For example, like I took a I took a course on uh, conversion rate optimization. I probably will never nice. use that like in practice, but having the knowledge, you know, like, I think it I think it subliminally like works its way into like the copy that I write and like the way I can upsell things and on my own website, sure. you know, or Peak Freelance's website. So usually every year I try to take at least one or two courses that are either related to or directly in, uh, impact my craft. You know, when I first started, mm-hmm. I was picking up a lot of blogging and SEO courses and uh, through HubSpot and AREFs. Mm. Uh, and also the thing that I never did though, uh, which I was always very curious about was masterminds. Kaylee, have you had oh. experience with like doing mastermind class and stuff? Because I've only ever taken like the it. traditional... But you've given mastermind classes. Yes. So I've worked with a with a group of people. I've been the teacher, but I've never been on the like attendee side of things. I know other people have done them. And 
not only did they really like the learning experience of hearing like what other people are working on and having multiple points of view to pull from, but they really liked the community aspect of it and having, you know, having those tangible connections. Again, that can, that's good for referral building too. So while I haven't done it, I've heard good things about it. And I think if you can find one and talk to people who've taken the mastermind in the past and get some authentic, you know, unfiltered feedback on what they thought of it, that's kind of the best way to evaluate your options is get some real, you know, not the testimonials on the website, which are great, but find somebody who took the the thing and, and ask them, okay, what'd you really think? Was it worth the money? What'd you get out of it? You know, make notes, do your homework. I think that masterminds are a great option. One thing I wanted to ask you was, what's your stance on business books? Do you read them? Do you listen to them? Do you like them? Have you read any that you think are worth reading for other people? Oh, Okay. Yes. So I, part of my reading list regularly is a mix of like fiction and business books. For example, like in my list, in my books, I have, my favorite is how to do a great, how to do great work without being an asshole by Paul Woods. Uh, it's a little suntanned, um, but the book cover that I have, but it's, it was just an excellent book about how to, be nice to people, you know, like in the workplace, in stress. He, he speaks from an agency perspective. Um, so it was really useful for like client communications hmm. and being like managing a workload of people, right? If you're working with researchers and juniors and whatever. So, and I also, again, like similar to my course style, I, I read a bunch of different stuff. Like I've read, obviously, Company of One by Paul Jarvis. We love you. If you ever pick up mm-hmm. this, ep- if you listen to this episode. I also like to read stuff about like information technology or like how to organize information. So another great one is how to make sense of any mess by Abby Covert and the, and things that just like, they're again, not directly related to the craft, but they may teach you how to build a better process or just do business development better. Yeah. And that's usually, that's how I like to approach kind of upskilling through books. Um, and I think they're super important, super, super important. Yeah. Um, well, and what about I'm you, glad, Kaylee? Yeah. I'm glad you feel that way because I am very anti-business books. When I read, <gasps> I want to escape. And the okay. thing that happens to me is when I read business books, it makes me anxious because I feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I should be doing. This is stressful. And okay. um, that's probably like a really unreasonable viewpoint. But yeah, I'm just, I have a really hard time listening to stuff. I do better with, so I read a lot of fiction and nonfiction just because I feel like as a writer, that's really important practice for me to be kind of inwards out of the context of my working environment. And I enjoy it. I think it's just like, it's something I do every day just because I like to do that. I also listen to some podcasts though. I think that podcasts are a good passive way for me to consume some business or skill related information. I can do it while I'm walking the dog or fixing dinner or whatever. I think other things too is, you know, I'm not a big course person, but I know that there are some excellent courses out there. And so, like you said, investing in one or two courses a year, just something that you can do. So when I took the creative class, when I was earlier in my freelance business, I would set aside an hour each night, you know, after dinner, after I'd been done with working for a day, I kind of had some time to unplug. I'd give myself an hour every night. And it was almost like going to night school, right? So you have this set mm-hmm. block of time where you go and you dedicate it to consuming the information and doing the projects, if that's part of the course, which I think good courses usually have some sort of assignment where you're putting the theory into practice. So that is, and it's a business write-off. So why not? Like, why not try to find a couple courses every year, either on 
up-leveling your skill set related directly to the work that you do or on the business side of things, learning how to run a better business or be a better communicator or things that will help you charge more down the road. I'm curious, have you taken any other courses that you'd really recommend to people who are in the freelancing space? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the That's thing fine. is I've never That's taken... Fine. I haven't, I haven't taken general ones. That's the problem. This episode is really butchered. I'm sorry. Let me think. And it's okay if you haven't. I mean, there, I mean, people are, you can search it. And obviously we probably have a wide berth of listenership here as far as disciplines and what people think is interesting yeah. and, and formats and stuff like that. So it's not like we have to have recommendations, but I think it's a good option okay. to consider. And yeah, it's so easy to get lost in the weeds. That's the thing. It's so easy to be down in the daily details that you don't ever give yourself time and space to focus on. I need to continue growing my skill set here, like continuing education. Once you're not in the formal school system, you still have to do things to work on your brain. Are you managing your business or using multiple tools? Or are you still using spreadsheets and your notebook to stay on top of work? It's probably time to upgrade. Harlow is an all-in-one freelance tool that helps solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. With automated invoicing, proposal templates, and much more, Harlow has everything you need to run a thriving freelance business. Check it out for yourself at meetharlow.com. Yeah, and I think another way... so. In the realm of courses too, again, I haven't taken any like general freelance, but I have taken stuff that's related to my, to the craft. So one of them being like Erin Balsas, she has a, a research report, like how to build out a research report. So like doing the customer research all the way to writing it. Um, and I've also taken mm -hmm. a journalism course this year. Um, and that's because nice. again, like I think the art of storytelling is important in most uh, applications, right? Whether you're a photographer, a designer, a writer, a marketer. And that's, I wanted to say too, like, that's such the beauty of reading fiction books. I like why I read fiction books alongside business books also is because it stimulates mm -hmm. that creativity in your brain and it helps you think outside of the box, which in some, in some client problems, it's not just a direct application of knowledge. Like you need to think, you need to critically think like, oh, like how are we going to solve this problem together? You know? And that takes kind of just creativity and thinking outside of the box. So that's why I do love to read both fiction yeah. and nonfiction books. And again, reading like business books that are like neutral, not like the ones that are yelling in your face, like you're not good enough, like you need to do this yeah. or you're not going to make it in business. And you're like, no, no, I just want to read like stuff about information that works. Uh, so, you know, like mm -hmm. things that work. And yeah, it, I think it's very easy to get caught in that rabbit hole, especially with those types of business books where they just yell at you for, for 200 pages, like basically telling you that you're not good enough. And the truth is, is like, there's a lot yeah. better books out there that, that will tell you that you're good enough. You know, it's just, here's some new knowledge that you can apply to your skill. Yeah. I think this, like, I really enjoy reading about psychology, which is kind of business adjacent mm -hmm. because the more you understand people and the way we think and why we do things, the more you can use that in your day-to-day -day on the business side of things or in your storytelling efforts, whatever it is. So I guess that that's sort of my kind of business type books that I like to read. So I like to read like Malcolm Gladwell or like Cialdini, of course, is kind of the classic example with his book Influence. So not necessarily like tactical, how do I do stuff in my business, but more on broader 
how can I, how can I better understand people, which is who I'm writing for and who I'm working with. So that's something to think about too, is you can also just follow your interests. And I think that also makes a nice segue into creative projects as part of this process. I think it's really important. We've talked about burnout before. I think it's really important to have those creative outlets, whether it's you have a creative story that you're working on, you know, just as a fun project, or if you like to paint in your garage at night, or if you like photography, you give yourself an hour at the end of the day to like go out and take some photos. I think you, again, I think a lot of it has to do with making time and space and not just being chained to your computer all day and giving yourself permission to do those things. Do you have any things that you do kind of as your creative things that stimulate your brain in that way? So kind of related to that actually, but I, Another way that I've upskilled myself throughout the years is by actually making like test projects. Um, right now Ooh. I'm working on one. Yeah, right now I'm working on one. I just, we just bought the domain the other day. It's called, it's going to be called Cases for Collectibles. Uh, and it's an expired domain Ooh. that we picked up. And we're going to work on it as like an SEO affiliate site. And I've had a few experiences in the past with similar works like that. So making test projects so you can test stuff on yourself or like your own, like if your project is a client, right? And testing stuff out there that then you can apply to to your clients. Because I mean, yes, you want to apply new skills, but maybe you're not sure how they work yet so, or if they're actually going to work. So you can apply strategies to your own test projects, right? If you're a designer, you can design mm-hmm. some like really crazy shit in Webflow if that's your thing and try it for yourself. Make it for your for your own website first. Uh, and do like I love all that. The, do all the tweaks and everything, and that's that's yeah. Because I a lot of the learning, right? A lot of learning models show that the best way to learn is to actually do. Um, so that is one. Of, that's that. one of the best Get ways in my opinion, to, to upskill. Get hands on. Yeah, I do give yeah. myself a little bit of time at the end of the day to do like fun creative projects too. But I don't have like I do photography for fun. I read. So I guess reading is like, I read every day, even if it's just like a half hour after Mm -hmm. work or whatever. So yeah, I wouldn't say every day I make time for a creative project, but I do work creative stuff into my week. Yeah. And that could be structured so many different ways. Some people do like a four day work week. Some people do three weeks on one week off. Uh, Mm -hmm. Paul Jarvis, for example, would take off like the last two or three months of the year to just unplug and do whatever he wanted and then reset for the new year ahead, make plans, work on the business instead of in it. I think that those are, I, there's so many different ways you can do it. It doesn't have to be like an everyday thing. And that's, that's another thing we hear all the time is that people are busy, right? Especially people who have families or just a lot of responsibilities. There's just not enough hours in the day. So Maybe if you have a slow period or if you know that December is a super slow month for you, blocking off a week to work on the business instead of in it is a really smart move. And the other thing I would say too is if you're not somebody who's like, you know, I don't have the time or the attention span to sit down and read or do a full course or, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to paint a picture. I'm not interested in that. Sometimes the more (laughs) passive way, aside from podcasts, to level up your skills is to just subscribe to paid newsletters where they're taking and condensing like all of the good curated information around a topic and making it more bite-sized. And again, that's another expense that you can write off. So sign up for those niche newsletters where it'll you'll get some good information. They've done all the heavy lifting as far as synthesizing information and pulling out the good bits and pieces. That's a, that's a great option as well. 
Oh, I love that. And you just made, you really just, I just thought about that's how I learned how to trade, um, like stocks and oh. cryptos and whatever, because I signed up to a paid newsletter and they would just send like all of their thoughts and ideas and the charts. Um, so I learned yeah. how to do like technical analysis through this paid newsletter that I signed up for, for a year. And I think it was like two or three times a week. They would, I would just be able to open my phone and kind of like read through their thoughts behind it. Um, and again, I know yeah. that's like a, this is actually something to, to tie in quick too, is like, make sure you know who you're getting this information from. Um, yeah. you know, like, because <laughs> not everyone on the internet is reliable. Um, like this dude, <laughs> this, dude yeah. seemed, this dude seemed reliable. Um, and I did learn a lot from his paid newsletter for the year. Um, but then I felt like it was just kind of the same stuff on repeat. So I didn't sign up for him. Um, but that year I learned a lot about how to read a stock chart. And yeah, I mean, a good caveat out of this is also like, make sure you know who you're buying this stuff from. Like yeah. vet those people, you know, like I, yeah. I don't expect anyone to buy anything from me unless they vet me also. Like, who is this guy who's telling me mm -hmm. like all this information and who wants me to sign up for this or do that? Like, you know, yeah. you know, it's, what are your, what are your, like, how do you vet someone or something yeah. when you're going to like look for us when you're going to upskill yourself yeah i look for like social proof on twitter especially because that's where i spend most of my time so what are the resources that a lot of people are talking about and kind of tweeting about and saying that they're getting a lot from that to me is a good indicator and then if i'm super curious i'll reach out to an individual person and say is this worth it can you tell me like do you think you're do you feel like you're getting a lot out of it what like what are the top three things you really like about it? And and maybe what's the one thing that's kind of like could be better or um, you wish there was more of. So that's that's kind of a good way to evaluate without getting too in the weeds on things. I think YouTube is another great one though too. Like there's so many mm. great short form YouTube videos that are educational. I always open up the YouTube app at the end of the day on my TV and I, I have like subscriptions to the channels that I like but a couple of them are related to like freelancing or writing. And so there's great videos there. This is a great example here. I mean, you could be watching one of these episodes at the end of the day and, and you're educating yourself. You're getting information. You're getting to see our lovely faces, which is a pro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really up to you. And I think the important thing is like, there's, there's a limited number of hours every day. You have to really invest those wisely and you have to make time for this stuff because it's so easy to be like, Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to, or I just, I want to watch TV and unplug. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like make, give yourself like 10 minutes, take just a little bit of time. Little bit of time, 10, 15 minutes. You'll be, you'll yeah. be thankful. Treat, treat yourself. Yes. You know, like they say, treat, treat yourself. yourself. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I also, I forget YouTube is not, a, not for just watching SNL reruns. So that's amazing. I mean, it's that, great for yeah. that too. Yes. Yeah. So the bottom line here is give yourself time and space to upskill. Make sure that it's a priority. Build it into your life and your days or your year, whatever model works best for you. Choose a format that is ideal for how you best consume information that's relevant to your interests. Explore those creative projects and ask around. If you're like, I have no idea where to even look, talk to people who do similar work and be like, give me your recs. Hit me. Hit me. Want to go pro with your freelancing career? Check out creativeclass.co for more information.